Yo, today's QOD is there's something on the inside of you that's greater than what life can throw at you. Here we go. Welcome back to the Quote of the Day show. I'm your host, Sean Croxton of SeanCroxton.com. We got Inky Johnson finally back on the show today. And he's going to talk about revealing the person who's inside of you. What does that mean? Well, here's Inky. First and foremost, I just want to say thank you all so much. That means a lot to me. And I stand before you all with um, deep gratitude and and great humility. I want to also express my gratitude to my mother and to my wife. Um, Me and my wife, we've been at it ever since the fifth grade. She told me she was going to marry me in the eighth grade. I was running for a little while until I I figured out she proved to be prophetic in that that saying. But I want to thank the board. Thank you guys so much as well. But as I was, I was sitting there and I was watching a video and I peeked over at my mother and, uh, you know, she's, uh, she's a crybaby in a nice way. But, um, you know, moments like this, they mean a lot to me because, you know, my mother had me when she was 16 years old, you know, over on the east side of Atlanta. And we grew up about five minutes away from Turner Field where the Braves play and, it was a two-bedroom home, and it was 14 of us living there. And I used to sleep on the floor, and I had eight uncles in that same house, and they, they did everything under the sun, you know, going in and out of prison, doing different things. And God had blessed me to be, you know, pretty talented. You know, I could shoot basketball with the best of them. I could play baseball. You know, I had a little speed. I could run a little track. But it was something about the game of football where I can hit another individual with everything I had and not get in trouble for it. You know, I fell in love with it. And so I came up with this dream about going to the NFL because I really wanted to help my family and give back to my community. And I loved it so much that, you know, I would play in the street and I would come in the house bloody and a coach came down the street one day and he signed me and my cousins up because my family couldn't afford to pay for it. And the coach just riding down the street out of the blue one day, he asked if he'd like to play sports to say, yes, sir. And it was the first white guy I ever met in my life. That's my guy. I love him. I still know him until this day. He still buys me drawers and socks every Christmas until this day. <laughs> you know, it started when I was around seven years old. And it was a field by the name of Fitzgerald Field. And after practice most nights, be around 10 o'clock sometimes, and my mother, she worked at Wendy's and she would get off work at Wendy's and I would be about the last kid sitting in the park and I would be waiting on my mother because I didn't want to go home because, you know, every other day or every other week, our front door would get kicked in because my uncles, they sold drugs. So every opportunity I got in solitude to cultivate a vision for my life, I took advantage of it. And so I would be sitting in the park and I would wait on my mother and she used to drive an old beat up Buick Regal and she would pull into the park at night and she would put her car in park 
And I would hop up off the bench, I would sprint over to her, I would kiss her, I would hug her, and I would say, Mom, if you don't mind, can you please sit back in your car and turn on your car lights? I have to do some extra drills, I have to go to the NFL so you will never have to work another day in your life. And I knew she was tired, but every night she would sit in that car and those car lights would hit that field and he got a seven-year-old kid doing backpedaling drills, running sprints, running laps, chasing his dream to go to the NFL. And one night my mother came into the park and I walked off the field and I said, can you please introduce me to my father? Because I played every sport and every sport I played, we had to show our birth certificates. And so every time I pulled out my birth certificate, I would always see my mother's name, but I never saw my father's name. And so it bothered me. And so she said, sure. And so my first encounter with my father, I shook his hand. I said, hey, man, how you doing? He said, hey, little man. He said, man, I heard you could really play sports. I said, thanks. I heard you can too. I said, but here's what I need you to do for me. I need you to pick me up every Friday night, work me out every Saturday morning, and you can take me back home after that. I don't need any money. I don't need any clothes. I just need to make it to the NFL so I can help my mother and my grandmother. Can you do that? He said, yeah, I got you. And so he picked me up one Friday night, the first Saturday morning. He shakes me. It's 4 a.m. in the morning. I wake up. I'm wiping the cold out of my eyes. He said, little man, you say you wanted it, right? I said, yes, sir. He said, get up. We're running two miles to this fire station, two miles back home. I said, okay, let's do it. And every Saturday, it became like clockwork. We would get up, run two miles, two miles back. And so once I caught the rhythm, I said, man, one Saturday, I said, I'm going to beat him out to the line. We had a line in the street where we were starting, so I ran out to the line, and I'm waiting on him. It's about 4 o'clock in the morning, and I'm standing there, and my father, he comes out of the garage. And so he walks by me, and he busted a U-turn, and he looked up at me. He said, son, I said, yes, sir. He said, I want you to pull that other person outside of you today. I said, yes, sir. And he walks by me again. He said, son, I said, yes, sir. He said, I want you to pull that other person outside of you today. I said, yes, sir. But in my mind, I don't see another person in this dark. So I really don't know what he's talking about. And I'm thinking he's trying to talk his way out of it. And so the third time he says, son, I stepped back. I said, listen, dad, no disrespect. I said, but um, I don't see another person. I said, so I understand we have different lives and you have a job. And so if you're tired, I get it. You can go back in the house and you can go to sleep. But you're not stopping me from running to this fire station. I'm running to this fire station, whether you go or not. And he looked at me, and what he said to me, it pierced my heart in such a way. He said, son, what I'm trying to get you to understand is no matter how hard you work, there was somebody on the inside of you that works even harder. He said, no matter how dedicated you are, there was somebody on the inside of you that's more dedicated. No matter how committed you are, there was somebody on the inside of you that's more committed, and you don't even know what commitment is yet. You think commitment is just saying, yes, I'll do it, but what commitment is, commitment is staying true to what you said you were going to do long after the mood that you have set it in has left, meaning on the days when you don't feel like doing what you said you would do, you get up and you do it anyway. That's what builds character. And he said, I need you to understand the concept that there's another person on the inside of you because one day in your life you will face something that's a lot tougher than you and your strength and your drive and your commitment and your work ethic won't do it. You have to realize that it's something on the inside of you that's greater than anything that life can throw at you and immediately I got it. And so when I got to the University of Tennessee, I was extremely grateful to be able to play the game of football, but I was extremely grateful just to be able to go to college. I was the first one in my family to go to college, broke a generational curse. I was just grateful. And when my life changed behind the game of football, it was something that I didn't understand. But when it changed behind the game of football, I was grateful because I understood the work, the level of work that I had put in ever since I was seven years old. Football is something that's a blessing because it's a controlled setting. You can go out, have a bad practice, come back next week, have a good practice, make it up, have a bad game, come back, have a good game, make it up. It's a controlled setting. It allows you to build your character. So one day when you face a real-life situation, you can reveal your character and what you're really made out of. And so when my life changed, not only did my football career end, I got a paralyzed right arm and hand behind it. Life changed overnight. 
But I was extremely grateful for it because the whole time I understood, Inky, there's another person on the inside of you that you have to tap into in order to get through one of the darkest, toughest, roughest moments of your life. But ultimately, Inky, everything happens for a reason, and you have to understand you've been dealt this. You've been dealt this, this, this adversity, this opposition, and this challenge because somebody in the world needs to see you get through it so it can serve as a blessing to someone else. And so as I stand right here before you and I tell you I'm grateful and I'm thankful, I'm grateful and I'm thankful. I have friends out there that poured into me, friends that I'm extremely grateful for. Conjured Holloway, after I got injured, he pulled me in his office every day and poured into me. He didn't have to do that. And so every day of my life, the way that I live my life is to give the people that invested in me and saw something in me when I couldn't see it in myself a return on their investment. I feel it's my responsibility to add value to every person's life that come in contact with me in every environment that I go into. And so from the bottom of my heart, I think each and every one of you in this room have great respect, great admiration, and from the bottom of my heart, I love you. Thank you, God bless. All right, my friend, that was Inky Johnson. His website is inkyjohnson.com. You can watch this talk on the YouTube. It is called Inky Johnson Motivational Speech, Best Motivational video. Hey, join the Quote of the Day show book club and read amazing books along with me and a fantastic community of really, really, really amazing, awesome people. Get signed up at qodbookclub.com. We start As a Man Thinketh by James Allen. We start the discussion next Tuesday, so we hope to see you there. That is qodbookclub.com. See you tomorrow. Peace. Peace.